only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because hey somebody's got to do it and then we let you be the judge the jury and the executioner in the court of public opinion coming to you live from neo chicago i'm officer kevin and i'm officer technology works for once Grant, we I have succeeded. I cannot believe what's happening right now. This is unprecedented in Thought Cops history. Truly. 212 episodes in, and we have finally, finally figured out how to play our theme song over the air, over the airwaves, on a Discord for our guests, for our listeners who are watching the live stream without having to hold up the phone and be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna hit play. Uh three, two one because that's what you don't hear at home folks that's honestly sort of- i don't know how to deal with it i'm so used to i've, I've said this to people before i'm scared i'm yeah. not i'm not good with like positive criticism or things going well in my life so when they do go well i don't know what to do i just i i just get uncomfortable and i shy away from it right if things don't work i'm just like yeah it didn't work i'm used to it Things work. I'm like, I don't know how to do this show now. I'm sitting here like, when is this going to go wrong? Soon. Anyway, Soon. let's just celebrate this moment in our lives, Grant. Um, and also, I want to say, too, that I got my second vaccination shot this week. So I am fully vaccinated. Fully folks. chipped. I am chipped up. I got, I got my chip. I got my dip. I am good to go. Sounds delicious. And I have been asking around, you know, to a few different venues because I'm thinking, you know what? Summer is around the corner. People are getting chipped and dipped up. And I'm thinking, you know what? Thought Cops Live. Let's bring it back. I'm talking to people. I'm making it happen. And I'm thinking soon that we can get some live shows going again. Get get Zwick in person. I can't. Oh, that would be an incredible treat. Get get him to take his shirt off and show his tattoo of himself to everyone once more. We should in get those. Li- in real life. We, I will not get We should get, get the Zwick tattoos. I am not getting a tattoo, let alone a tattoo of our audio engineer. What I'm about sorry. What, what about tattoos no. of the cartoons that Inkusan drew of us for the uh, main artwork? I, maybe. I, I don't want to do a cartoon of myself. How about, how about this? How about this? I'll get one from want, both of us. I'm going to get me on my left ass cheek and you on my I don't right ass be, cheek. I don't want to be there. I don't consent to that. And then I'm going to get a tramp stamp that just says Thought Cops right above it. It's going to be like, in, you know. you know, It's your body. You already have Homer Simpson on your right arm. <laughs> so I'm not telling you what to do. You can do whatever you want to do. It could be a lot worse. Um, but yeah, let's give a quick thank you to our guests from last time guests i should say uh, ari grab and lara deford of perfect pitches thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for playing my game classic reference and it's let's good. let's give a warm welcome to a brand new guest to the show everybody brace yourselves because we got a new a new uh shining friendly face here on thought cops 
A new have, deputy. We have uh, <laughs> Bronwyn. I'm sorry, your last name again, Bronwyn, one more time. <laughs> Isaac. Bronwyn Isaac, aka the artist known as Bron. Dot com. See, I know you. I know you for your uh, URL and not your uh, your full legal name. <laughs> that I mean, that's how I want it most of the time. You know, the 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 artistic alter ego, right? If if you could call I, my tweets artistic. <laughs> I mean, I I think that's the way of the future. You know, we were talking right. a little bit off mic about uh, Elon Musk's kid. You know, we're thinking like this. Does he refer to his kid as the you know whatever code name? He gave it, or does he call him Matt at home? We don't know. Definitely, like, I definitely like to think that he calls his baby Matt and, like, just likes to watch people struggle because it, it feeds into his whole his whole thing, his whole image. Oh, absolutely, which is to say, uh, not a good one, but... I saw an article, I, I can't even remember. Maybe it was a, uh, a TV show. I, it's all just mush in my head at this point, but uh, I saw a news story... That was like, what's with Elon Musk's obsession with Dogecoin? And some, like, one of his representatives said, I don't know, he likes jokes. I like jokes too, but I don't really see Don't the... yield that much economic power? Yeah. I mean, yeah. God, no. Yeah. I don't, like, ruin the environment for a joke, you know? Right. It's an awful punchline, I would say. Um, but, Spe- Brian... Speaking of jokes... Yeah, yeah, take it away. I uh, know. <laughs> Speaking of jokes, uh, I became aware of you on uh, everyone's everyone's favorite site that I cut. Wait, wait, let me up. guess. Is it is it TikTok? Uh, I was Tumblr. Yeah, no, TikTok. Yeah, okay. TikTok. Your your videos kept coming across my page, and I was like, "Hey, these are funny." And and now look at us. <laughs> and now look at where wow. we are. A storied history. That's oh, like my everyone. God, that's I'm just like, oh, these are good videos. I mean, that's like that's the ideal for TikTok, right? You watch each other's right. videos and you're like, oh, yeah, you're funny. Instead of like so much of the TikTok interactions, which <laughs> which are just people like harassing each other and like forming battles, which I love watching. But I'm glad that I'm glad that we have a friendly uh, conversational connection and not like a, you know, we're going to kill each other kind of thing. Right. I watch so many of those videos where people just like make responses back and forth, like to no end. And I'm just like, how do you have the effort to fucking keep doing it? Like, I'm exhausted. Like, I don't want to fight with people. How do people do? How do people fight with people? It's boring. I mean, you did it last episode. You had a old fashioned flame war for well, like 30 started minutes. It, so I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't yeah, know he started. You. He started it. Fair. But yeah, I mean, um, Brian, you were a writer, you were a comedian, you also have your own podcast. Uh, if you can talk a little bit about all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, my podcast is called Bad Romance Podcast, and I co-host it with Jordane Searles. You can follow her on Twitter. She's not, she's not on TikTok yet, but she will be. And basically, we dissect uh, bad romantic comedies with like a actual film criticism. So we get really nerdy about it and like try to think about what the acts are doing, what the characters are doing, what would make it better. Cause we okay. like, we like the genre. So we think that it can be good and that it deserves actual criticism and respect. But a lot of it is really fucking bad. So I, I'm right there with rest. you. I mean, there, though there's like this, I feel like the stuff that I love the most, I, I love to roast it because the stuff that I, right. again, I love, I want it to be good. And I know that it can be good. <laughs> like the Snyder cut. No, 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 no. We'll get to that. But 
uh, it's it's like when you really love something it's easy to pick it apart and like stuff right. in that genre and be like well this is the gold standard this is what it could be here's what it's doing wrong and then i mean like and i i think that's a, a you know to say less of you uh if i may assume like picking on it more of just a love letter as it were yes. to the uh, genre as a whole yeah, Beautiful. definitely. I would definitely describe it that way because I think I think it would be boring if we actually just hated the movies because we wouldn't have that much to say. But we want like ninety percent of them. We want them to be better than they are. There's there's a few. There was one called "Run for Your Wife" on YouTube. <laughs> if you ever like are working on a script and you want to feel better about yourself, just go watch that because it was made. It's it's on YouTube. It's ninety percent puns. Um, most of the movies, like we see what could be good. And so uh, we, you know, go in and unpack it. Uh, as far as sure. comedy, I'm sure you both relate with the pandemic. That's all very different. So I've, I have done some uh, Twitch and like Zoom shows and a few outdoor things. Um, but my standup has been kind of moved online and uh, transitional at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited to be vaccinated and like get back to that cycle of feeling like that cycle of creative high where you're like, oh, shit, like I am I have like amazing ideas and everything's going to happen. And then like the next yeah, day, totally. the next day you're like, I don't even know if I exist. What the, <laughs> the fuck just happened? Like, my spirit left my body, like whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know, like, for me personally, I know it's going to suck to get back on stage at first. It's going to be bad, but I'm looking forward to it. I just don't, it, like, never, like, again, I did, like, music shit for a a year, or a year, Jesus. I did music shit for, like, ten years, uh, or one, whatever, <laughs> like, whichever number comes first for ten years, and, like, I never had that, like, stage, like, I got over the stage fright pretty quickly. I'll go up and do stand up right now. I don't care. I don't mean I'm, I, won't, I'm, I won't even have jokes. I'll it's just not, talk. It's not a stage care. fright thing. It's going to be more of a quality thing. Uh, my quality's always been bad. One, if it's always bad, you just never have to worry about it being worse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm like I'm fully expecting the worst, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I I feel like I don't get stage fright, but I have existential crises, and that's the thing. <laughs> like, depending on how the set goes, I'll yeah, just, like, I, I go get that when I get home. decision in my life. Yeah. 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 Everything um, leading up to that, and, like, should I have... I mean, but I don't really... It's not like I had something I was really good at uh, that was useful, so that helps. <laughs> so you all need to just embrace the shame. That's, oh, yeah. that's gonna be the my catchphrase for 2022 when I'm incredibly everybody, shameful what everybody comes out of their shell and everybody has to like interact with each other again in normal life it's like just embrace it just look at everything that's bad and just be like yeah this is where i want it this is not only where i want to be this is where i have to be within just the miasma of dark thoughts and negative feelings like i've i've survived 2020 I can survive 2022. Fuck you know, 2022. You know, some, somebody wrote, a, a new listener wrote to us recently and just said, I just want to hear Grant be happy for once. And I, I'm, I'm in a new Be Nice to Me Productions movie. Okay, yeah, let's move on to that. Let's move on to show news. Yeah. So that looks awesome. Ghost House. Right. Um, I think we might have talked about it, but uh, one of Alex's friends found a script in a uh, in the basement of a new house that he moved in, and it was like the room level bad. 
And so he went through and just like in typical Be Nice to Me Productions fashion, made it like as true to form, but also as weird as possible. And we just like one shot every scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, he dropped the trailer, I think, either today or yesterday. And it looks like bad, <laughs> but good. I don't. I don't want to like spoil it because I want to talk about it for forever. But it'll I don't be. It'll spoil be out, how about it. this? It'll be out soon. We'll have the boys on the show. We'll talk about it. Then. Right. It'll be out May twenty fifth. I think. All right. We'll look forward. I to could it. be wrong, but sometime around then we'll tweet about it. Whatever. Uh, speaking of content, I was also on an episode of Podzuki that released this week. Uh, we talked about it a little bit oh. on the episode that Martin Felschman was on a uh, month ago or so. Where uh, you know it's a it's a kaiju podcast, movie monster, Godzilla kind of podcast. So in uh, classic fashion, we reviewed the movie No Country for Old Men, in which I make the argument that Anton Chigurh is a kaiju, right up there with Godzilla, King Kong, Mecha Godzilla, Dolomite. Yes, yes. <laughs> the one that I reviewed. <laughs> and then yeah, you're uh, you're on in the upcoming episode of that show too. So yeah, right. check that. It's a great show. Uh, great hosts, fun time. Check it out. Uh, speaking of a fun time and things you should check out. Uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash thoughtcops because we're on there uh, just about every Wednesday night and Sunday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you don't live in that time zone, simply do the math. It's quite easy. And we have we've been a bit busy recently. I know we this week we kind of had to take a break. I got my vaccination yesterday. I was I broke my phone. <laughs> yeah, we were we're uh uh cue the uh the simpsons technical difficulties screen right um we're making it happen we're trying to get by uh but it's it's been good you know um we're doing a lot of fun stuff on there and it's a fun time to hang out with the listeners and just sort of uh i don't know just do dumb shit i got i got some fun ideas for the twitch stream coming up um soon so stay tuned for that we'll be doing kind of some new and interesting stuff on there and speaking of fun times and hanging out uh i mean uh the patreon right now is i feel like the best value that it's been. Absolutely. We got, we got more Fire Bros episodes out than we have in the past year. Yes. We're finally, we're plugging those out. We, oh, we have so much show news on this episode, folks. We released right. the, uh, just it's as top of this, heavy, as they call it. As of the, uh, this recording, we released a brand new episode of Fire Bros today, which our good friend Josh, aka Sleep Science, joins us on an episode in which we slogged through a brutal marathon of watching the Snyder Cut. We reviewed that. We reviewed the Eric Andre movie Bad Trip. We reviewed the horror movie Ma. And we reviewed the Howard Stern biopic Private Parts. Uh, definitely very eclectic uh, grab bag of all movies on this episode. So it's, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I was even I was having a good time listening back to it. So that's a sign of high quality. So yeah, I mean, if you're uh, feeling charitable, head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops for just $2 a month. You get access to every single Fire Bros episode that we've ever done, including all the upcoming episodes. And if you're uh, willing to donate $5 a month, you get that. And You, you can, can hit- look at this brand new setup. Look at this. Look at how nice and clean it looks. Yeah. This looks like pro- this looks like we're actual professionals for once. Grant cleaned his room. I think I, no, think I it looks, didn't. It, look, it not- looks like you can only see the corner of it. Grant cleaned the corner of his room that's I visible on cor- camera. I clean the table i dusted it off it's incredible folks so no you have to head on over to patreon.com slash thought cops because now you don't just hang on the live chat because like everybody's here we got we got cashew we got leo the incredible we got nico we got io netrunner we got more to come i hope we zwick was in here i told him to fuck off he left but it's a great time and you can see exactly what's going on we're trying to make this the best experience for all of our you know the people who have supported us during this god-awful shitty fucking year and a half right um 
and we're going to continue to do so. And we're also, you know, hell, we're going to be doing more now that we're, we're getting chipped up. I'm thinking in-person guests again soon, too. Yeah. So if you want to see us riff in the room and have a good time and share some laughs. Pikachu to Raichu. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give me that Thunderstone. That's how they, you know, <laughs> if you play the game. Speaking of Thunder, let's bring it. Uh, two Minutes of Hate, everybody's favorite segment where you blanket punish annoying things on the internet. Uh, Kevin, usually The start. random crap that would we you, see on the internet like every single day. Would you like to go ahead and give, give it a spin? Give it a whirl? No, not that. Oh, my, uh, my thing. Yeah. Yes, my Two Minutes of Hate this week is these fake deep screenshots on Twitter. Now, that may sound sort of vague at first, but let me explain. Uh, Bron, I don't know if you've seen this, but people like to take screenshots from, um, I don't know, things like Sailor Moon or like Hayao Miyazaki movies or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And it's these screenshots where they have this like caption on it, like a subtitle caption where it's not something they said. Right. In the uh in the show or the movie, but it's something like like a I care too soon, too quickly. That's my problem. <laughs> you know, like a lot of a lot of these yeah. sort of like fake fake deepisms and it's like I don't remember that from the cartoon, but I, I I guess it's like they're going for this like retro city pop aesthetic where it's like it's uh it's oh it's so it's so deep and interesting. Is and it like a meta commentary on that one uh what's that show with Elizabeth Olsen? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I'm not sure. The the one the with the the uh, TV. WandaVision. What the fuck? Yeah, WandaVision with that one scene where she's like, "Isn't uh love when you withstand things that are th- th- considered to be the see what I what I always hope is when I start talking about this stuff is no, that I, somebody I don't, no, in I, the I chat do. is going to type it out and then I'm just going to seamlessly read it. No, they're and just it criticizing. Never us. happens. <laughs> He's saying, "Wait, wasn't this Grant's key to the city last week?" No, that was no, something. that was the video game. That was funny. That's yeah. that's that was a, a self aware funny thing. Yeah, this a more is sort charming of, version. Yeah, this is sort of this. Yeah, see, a cashew in the chat posted. This is actually kind of what I'm going for. She posted a screenshot from SpongeBob where it's a picture of plankton. It says, uh, "Everything I always do is wrong in your eyes." I've seen those everywhere. I feel like the last like two weeks, there have been so many replicating. Yeah. And it's like, it it was, you know, a lot of scenes from like Neon Genesis Evangelion where Shinji's like laying in bed and he's just like, I never want to get out of bed or talk to anyone again. (laughs) And it's like, that's close to what he said, but it's not really relevant. (laughs) Now, again, my two minutes of fate is more moving to this thing where they've apparently run out of frames of Sailor Moon to screen cap. So now they've like been using Tom and Jerry (laughs) <laughs> like I saw a screenshot of like uh like Tom from Tom and Jerry looking in the mirror and he's just like staring at himself like I hate the person I've become. And <laughs> it's like why do you, why do you hate this? This is amazing. It's kind because of awesome. it's not it's not it's not done in jest. It's made from these accounts with like 200,000 followers and it's meant to be like fi- like it's meant to be deep but it comes across very disingenuous why can't you just laugh at it it's great it's high <laughs> I, art I it's like say, laughing at the movie the room it's just like yeah he meant it but i can laugh at it i will say it reached a new a new personal low for me today when i discovered that they they're now screen capping screen captioning mr bean <laughs> <laughs> like let me let me find the one I linked to here. I mean, honestly, um, like I love this. I I would love to just frame a picture of Mr. Bean misquoted like that and just confuse people when they come over. 
Well, uh, right. Ron, I, I have one here for you. If you head on over to um, podcast chat and the listeners can see this as well. It's a it's a picture of, I guess there's a Mr. Bean cartoon where he says, I care. I always care. And that is my problem. And it's just Mr. Bean sitting on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. I don't think Mr. Bean has an inner monologue of any kind. So I, I don't know where this is coming from. He doesn't have a monologue. <laughs> he barely speaks. I don't know if that's in this cartoon or not, but usually he just makes weird noises. Slime in the chat says, y'all ever think he was Mr. Lentil? Lol. <laughs> and then a smiley face. That's good content. I'm yeah. glad you read uh, that yeah. a lot. Thank you, you. You should pitch that to the hard, uh, hard drive. <laughs> hard drive? <laughs> the hard times? The hard... No, shout out yeah. to Slime. He's been getting some articles published on there that are very funny. Yeah. What was the the most recent one? The, the one Pokemon about... Snap erotic pictures. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah. I don't want to butcher the headline, but um, I don't have a phone to look it up. So, yeah. and I, I do, yeah. but I, I you know. what happened to your phone? Like, did you like did you the drop power... it? No, I didn't drop it at all. Just the power button stopped working. It like it oh. got jammed or something, and then it just continuously started restarting. So. I hate That's it when great. it just shuts yeah. down because at least like when you destroy it, like there's a moment and you know for sure. Like, I've def- like I've right. definitely smashed them on the ground before. <laughs> like like you drop it yeah, and, and this, step on it. It was just in my pocket and I opened it up and it just didn't work. Oh, to clarify by the way, the headline was Pokemon Snap lets you take sexy photos of Pokemon, assuming you're already you already find Pokemon sexy. So I have That's a punishment good. here. It is for these people to watch a silent movie, just a movie that it tells a story. It lays out the emotions, the feelings, the drama with no words. There's nothing to screen cap. You just have to sit there and watch it and take it in with your eyeballs. You know, I'm talking about Charlie Chaplin dancing around. You know, you ever see the gold rush? Yeah, um, but they no, do not, those, Charlie, not Charlie Chaplin, but like, you know, they do those frames where it's like what he said. So you could just as easily bastardize oh, that's, that. Too. God damn it. You're right. I don't mean to piss on your sentence you know you're right i mean well how about a mo- well okay fine charlie chaplin movies i guess they do that but not i, I don't think every a, every silent film does or like something like a uh, primal where there's just no dialogue oh yeah yeah there you go what, hey watch primal uh on adult swim it's a great cartoon right one of the best uh cartoons i've seen in the last 10 years i would say uh but bron did you have a two minutes of hate anything you want to get off your chest anything bugging you bothering you Oh God, yeah. Um, how long do we have? Two minutes. <laughs> I could go. For you a have long time. as long as you There's want. So yeah, two minutes in name uh, only. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of them is like very specific. So if you're not on TikTok, you might not know this precise trend. But I think the feeling behind it will be relatable to people. So there's a specific sound where this guy who worked at a bank like sings about the bank. He's like, I hate people who work at the bank. And then he like turns his head and he sings about how he works at the bank. And people have made it this trend where they like say something they hate and then they turn around and they're like, I'm the thing I hate. And normally I love like I'm all about self-deprecating humor, you know, whatever. But for some reason, I'm really angry because I liked this guy's song about the bank. But now I have to hear it eight million times. And now I hate his voice and I hate his song about the bank. And I think it's really unfair that everyone else is so fucking annoying. I can't enjoy this man singing about his job anymore. And I feel like that's a problem with TikTok specifically is people don't know when to stop doing it trend so even That's if it's the funny in general yeah absolutely yeah. so even when it's funny even if i like something at first i end up hating it even when i'm not trying to be negative or a hater even no, if totally. i'm part of it i'm just like 
full of rage. <laughs> and it's because like collectively as people, we can't fucking not do something if everyone's doing it. So it's like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then it becomes so meta that it like goes a whole circle of like discourse where it's like the joke and then people making fun of the joke and then people making fun of people making fun of the joke. And then it's a joke again. And my eyeballs are bleeding. And I just feel bad because this man made a good TikTok and now I don't like him. <laughs> And though I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's so much content on the internet that is like, it's like a lot of stuff has a very short shelf life of being funny, mostly because of what you're explaining. Like, because people just beat that dead horse into the ground. They just cannot let it go. They have to like, and then there's a knows. guy that beats the guy who beat the dead horse. Mm-hmm. And then the town all comes together to beat that guy. Yes. And then Frankenstein shows up and they beat him too. Oh so, man. It's yeah. A, it's, it's terrible. Bedlam. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm right there. With, I don't have a TikTok, but I, I've spent enough time on Twitter. And like, I, you know, Grant and I have mentioned on this show a lot. You know, you do, you do enough episodes of Thought Cops. You start to see the matrix, the green letters yeah. and numbers flying around all over the place. And you're saying, like you mentioned, um, when you can clearly see that cycle you're talking about, it's not funny anymore. Exactly. Where it's like the original, the parody, the ironic parody, the sincere parody, the ironic parody of the sincere parody. And if this sounds like crazy talk to you, keep it that way yeah yeah anyone who doesn't know what this cycle is should keep it that way because that is so much better for your brain because like i think i think the worst feeling is when you are part of it and you are self-aware enough to be like oh shit i'm really anxious or i'm really obsessed with jumping on this meme trend or whatever and you can't stop yourself but you also already hate the meme trend and then you're trying to be meta about it and you're like why am i so obnoxious but you can't stop yourself like you're yeah you're just creating the the letters that are flying around it's your joker like, it's your joker moment <laughs> and, and that's exactly true just, i mean the uh, God, I, you just maybe want to see a joker matrix uh crossover unfortunately i'm sure that's being made god imagine if that guy went in the matrix he might that would be yeah. a little crazy could you imagine if, if they made the the next matrix movie but they made it like exactly like ready player one just like we have to go into I like I don't know. We have we have to fight the people in Minecraft. God, I, we have I, to go into Minecraft. Like, no, like, Keanu, you know, like, don't get into Minecraft. You mean they're gonna shove a bunch of like intellectual don't, properties in there? Don't fight the characters in Overwatch Keanu. No. Oh, <laughs> well, there is there is a Matrix 4 coming out. Exactly. What I we talked about it with Ready Player One and with the um the, the no, the LeBron movie, uh the, the Space the Jam Space Jam. Uh, how they just like jam all these characters in. Could you imagine if the Matrix was like, we're already in the, in the we're in the internet. Let's go to Twitter. <laughs> Let's go to Dropbox. I mean, no! I I really hope that's not the case, but <laughs> I, I that'd be so so cool. I wouldn't write just it off like- though because um, what's her name? Like uh, Lana Wachowski, I think she was like. I remember there was one time on Twitter she was tweeting at like. Ben Shapiro or one of those people talking about the red pill, you know, and she's like, go fuck yourself. I feel like that could be play a Keanu part. Keanu Reeves beats yeah. the shit out of Ben Shapiro in the Matrix. I'm in. That would be cool. I love that. would be like, that could just be a three hour movie. I'd be fine with that. Ben Shapiro, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm always very curious how much is genuine you know like i think about that boondocks episode with ann coulter where she's like oh, oh i'm yeah, a democrat yeah. i'm just making money i don't think ben shapiro is secretly a democrat or a leftist or anything but i am curious like if he actually cares about any of the things he argues about 
We've talked about that a lot on the show. And yeah. God, you're making me want to watch the Boondocks again. That show was like so ahead of its time. Right. In so many ways. Um, I know I specifically remember, uh, I posted this in the Discord a while ago, uh, a video of David Pakman talking about that, how he was like, yeah, I was approached by like Fox News or like he, I, he didn't say, but he was like by some right wing outlet that was like, hey, if you like recant like your views and if you want a show on our network, like we'll pay you a lot of money. And he's like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't live with myself. But there is a huge industry of people that are political pundits that all of a sudden change their views when they're 45 years old and they're like, oh, I'm this now. And it's like, why are you this? Oh, because now I have a $15 million mansion. Uh, comma, we, Dave uh, Rubin. We live in hell. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't quite that bad. Um, but, Bron, if you, if you could punish these people, because like, I, I would say maybe to narrow it down like the people who are ruining the thing that you love the original you know i know you you find yourself resenting the original creation but it sounds like the reason the you know the 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 people causing the problems are the ones who are beating that you know that horse into death and beating it into the ground uh speaking of positive grant how about a two minutes of hate all right here's my positivity for the day my two minutes of hate is um i had a different one but i feel like now that we're talking about TikTok, I have a different one. And that is to say, having writer's block as an internet comedian, quote unquote, is like, I feel like the stupidest thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're James Joyce and you're writing Fittingen's Wake and you're inventing a language that's like 38 different languages pushed together and you create your own language and you tell this weird, complex story that nobody really understands and you go, yeah, I don't know what to do with this book. Like, that's reasonable, right? Sometimes I like, I open up an app and I'm like, I'm going to make a really funny video and I can't. And it's the stupidest thing because you, you flip through these apps and you flip through Twitter and TikTok and it's just garbage. It's all garbage. I shouldn't be like gauging myself in comparison because there's so much trash. There's a lot of good, unique, interesting shit out there, but there's a lot of stuff that's just like, low effort gets millions of views you could do anything at any point and it could get out there whether it's on twitter or on tiktok or on youtube or whatever and like the idea that it's like you develop some level of fear towards content creation and like wanting to be taken a certain way or not wanting to be taken a certain way when it's like a five second video where yeah. i put my face onto a smurf face and just say the words what the fuck and like that that's like i i'm having trouble doing that i'm trying i'm having trouble like coming up with ideas for videos that you look at other people making videos and they're much worse and it's like i can do that you know and that's the good thing about the in, inherent democratization of media is that there's so much stuff where you look at it and you're like i can do that and you make something and you're like I don't, I, do I have writer's block? Like, what, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I mean, Grant, I am exactly in the same position you are, where right. there's nothing more depressing than having writer's block over the stupidest shit. Right. And again, like, you see, like, and this also kind of goes into Bronze point as well, because, you know, you feel like you have to, like, fit this specific mold. Oh, I, well, I have to copy something of a copy, you know, that's right. what people want to see, or else no one's going to, whatever, care for the most part. But then otherwise, it's like, even when, like, I, like, sometimes you just go on twitter and say dumb shit and like you just feel good to get that out and i just 
sometimes I just like don't have anything to say for days and I'm like, fuck, like I feel useless. And like, and then I'm like, that's my use. What the fuck is wrong with me? Right. Like, sometimes I'm like, I go back and look at my page and I'm like, I'm like, there's like so much inconsistency here. Like, what am I, what am I, am I doing a thing or am I not doing a thing? What am I committing to here? And then I'm like, it doesn't really matter, I guess. It's just my f- stupid fucking page. Right. And it could be anything. But also, like, yeah, th- there is also the concept of, like, other people's perception of what you do. And anytime I make a Chicago video, it does really well. And then I'll, like, but I get tired of making videos where it's just like, oh, people will be going to the Sears Tower. You know how that is. And people will be like, oh, my God, I'll be going to the Sears Tower. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of hate this video. Stop commenting on it. And then I'll make something that I think is really good. I did a, uh, I did, uh, I re, I brought back the, uh, the centrist connection, the Jordan Peterson parody song. Yeah. Someone was playing Rainbow Connection and I, I did my Jordan, Jordan Peterson singing impression and the, the whole like, you know, changing the words and whatnot. And I put that up there and it's like, I, that's like, I'm really proud of that song. I think that on our YouTube channel, that song has the most hits out of any of our videos. <laughs> does, um, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, and that gets however much. And it's just like, people probably see it and like hit unfollow because they're like, this is weird. And it's like, but I love, this is what I want to do is this type of weird shit. You know, I don't know. I was reading this and this is what, this is going to be a key to the city, but I wanted, I gave it to somebody else this episode instead, right. but I, I still wanted to bring it up. Uh, there was an interview with a Simpsons writer, uh, John Schwartzwelder. He wrote a lot of the best, like, era of the classic Simpsons episodes. And he, you know, just kind of his, like, it's a really funny interview. He talks about, I don't know, just, I just, I don't know. He's like a reclusive guy. It's the fir- first public interview he's given in, like, 25 years. Right. And he was talking about, like, what's the best way to get started? He's like, just make yourself laugh. Like, he's a good, the reason right, that this, right. the show appealed to, like, you know, kids, adults, so many people, it was like, we were just, making ourselves laugh and it happened to make other people laugh right and, right and that's really at the end of the day i mean all if, you, if you're you know if you're just trying to fit a mold you know or fit this copy paste whatever it's not gonna make you feel good i mean right, if, if it right. does great but like for me no not really and i don't know i mean yeah it sucks when you can't think of anything and you have writer's block and it's like i can't even make myself laugh but i think right, that's the right. best and clearest way to you know, get through to that. I know like IO yeah, Netrunners yeah. in the chat here like saying like, well, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm not on Twitter anymore. You know, whatever. That's fine. And I think that's probably healthy. But we're also like comedians who like we're talking yeah. about like, it's not just about like using Twitter like this. There's a craft and a, you know, a writing process to this, no matter right. whether you're on Twitter or on stage or whatever. Which I think is also part of the two minutes of hate too, is just like that with with doing like stand up. I feel like that that's like a worthy like I'm trying to get better at it, blah, blah, blah. With doing jokes on Twitter, it's just like, again, it it just feels like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. But I do think that what you're saying is right, because, like, the most fun that I have is when I'm sitting there, like, giggling to myself and I can't, like, fucking record a video. Or, like, even, like, some of the parody songs that I've done is, like, I played music for 10 years and it was a joyless experience. And I had more fun doing, like, Titanic parody songs and, like, that one, like, the one song for the biggest problem uh the maddox and the dick like those were some of the best times i've had like playing music is just making dumb parody songs and it's just like i do think that tapping into that energy sometimes is a more positive thing than doing something that you hate and just feeling like you have to do it you know and i know i I do feel like that can only bode well though you know right right just 
you know i mean it's you should be having fun i mean like i right i don't do this show out of obligation i do it because it's fucking fun you right. know i like talking to people and laughing and it's like yeah this shit's like stupid but at least we're all just sitting here like yeah this sucks haha ha, what you know and it's like right. but we're all like there's a lot of honesty to it and a lot of like you know almost a little bit of vulnerability through the irony right. where we're just like yeah this you know at least we're you're saying i'm saying we're trying to be saying like hopefully people who listen to this will connect with that in some weird way because it's it could be a lonely world out there and if we can make that happen through laughter and conversation then i'm all for it and i think i feel like part of i feel like that is part of the thing of being online as as anyone right but if you're trying to write or perform um, is to like keep that sense of what actually makes you laugh instead of kind of getting caught in the the trends or the algorithm and just being like, okay, because I do think there is this funny thing where the shit that you don't care about as much is the shit that hits sometimes. And like True. a lot of times True. the joke I make that I think I think it's funny, like people are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, or like not connecting. And but I I would never take it down or not tell it because I love it. And then like, like you were talking about the Chicago videos, you don't always love them, but people are like, Oh yeah, the series tower, like that hits. So finding that balance where you pull yourself back to do what you actually enjoy, because it is true. People can tell. And whether you're trying to perform and be a comedian or you're just like hanging out and talking to people, like they can tell when you're, when you're having fun, but also just like being, trying to be present. I feel like, trying to be present in general is hard when you're hyper online because you, I don't know if either of you ever experienced this, but sometimes I'm like, do I have a body? (laughs) Like when I've been online so much, I feel so disconnected from the physical world. Um, Oh yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. That, uh, the more that I'm sucked into that and not thinking about like my personhood and how that connects to being online, like if I'm just looking at everything that's trending or thinking about what I should do rather than like, wait, who am I and why am I online right now? Then it's easy to get disconnected. And I, I think that's been a big thing. You know, again, we've observed so much of this during the quarantine where it's like we've, we've been isolated from the, you know, from each other during the pandemic. And a lot of our, you know, people say like, oh, online's not real life. And to some extent that's true, but also it's, not and it's like our bodies our identities and everything go through this weird like wishy-washy laundry machine that is the internet right. where you know as cashew in the chat here says algorithms are the single worst thing on the internet because, that's what i was saying last episode well yeah i mean or we, i guess we should be calling it the the witch's curse as right. ari had mentioned it uh coined it to be so yeah there's a lot of like almost like self-talk you have to give yourself where it's you're almost like there's this evil thing existence that shows what I mean, we all, I mean, I don't think I have to explain what an algorithm is, but it's just, it's like, if you don't, if you don't give yourself that self-talk, if you don't, um, I don't know, ground yourself because yeah, like too much, like I see people, you know, who are so lost in Twitter shit, so lost and it's so annoying and embarrassing to me. And you have like, if you don't ground yourself and you like, you, you know, you, it's completely necessary. You have to ground yourself and tell yourself like, this is not entirely real. This is not accurate. This is all being shown to people and everything at this very specific metrics and everything. And it doesn't really reflect 
on my value as a person entirely. It's like, yeah, sometimes it's like, maybe you, maybe you do just suck. Uh, that's where the imposter syndrome kicks in. Um, but I think that everybody sucks, and I think everybody's deserving of imposter syndrome, and it's just... <laughs> who, who, some like, people can, should, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Some people could use a little more imposter syndrome. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, also, I think, you know, my general disposition lately has just been, you know, to take the Joker pill and to enjoy how bad things suck, you know? Yeah. But I, I guess that, you know, as... Uh, to I guess bring it full circle it is one of those things where too like the more success you sort of get the more I do feel like there is sort of a pressure that comes with that and I'm noticing that as I'm like closing in on 10,000 fucking TikTok subscribers which is like not a huge amount but it's like the most sizable amount of followers I've had on any platform where yeah. it's just like oh shit like there's a certain level of expectation and it it really is yourself that creates the expectation and weighs yourself down and i guess my my punishment to myself for my own writer's block is uh i had to do drugs man <laughs> all the people oh who God. come up with the best <laughs> ideas do the most drugs i could do some weed some psychedelics come up with just great ideas you know how many drugs david lynch is on all the time oh he's on all the drugs i just I, need to do more drugs i'm sitting here i'm watching dudes from chicago i'm like i'm like what's this guy i'm freaking uh i'm mad <laughs> come up with this kind of crap i i thought you were gonna pull out a baggie and do it do it on the video right now do do oh, that would ma- that would make for an interesting episode Dude, i don't want to be on i have some edibles over there i never want to be we've we've seen what has happened when guests have done that i don't yeah. want i don't want to be i don't want to do that i mean it makes for its I, own entertaining thing but it's like e- even still um i can control the alcohol intake i can't control like anything else i will say like i was listening back to the episode 200 spectacular i was like i had a little too much malort and i did not like listening back to it you spent like it never feels like it if you're recording right like in the moment you're like oh i'm really flowing and then later you're like wait why why did i go on that tangent and i'm obviously slurring like what why am i talking about like my fifth grade crush and like my dad getting (laughs) fired like what yeah god what are you going to say, Grant? Uh, why Why am I spending 20 minutes talking about digging my car out of the snow? <laughs> yeah. God damn. I, we had to fucking... Oh, my. Don't don't even go there. Um, we did trim that down, though. It's a, it ended up fine. It <laughs> yeah. was only like a four-hour episode. And I was, I was going to say, yeah, at the three-hour mark, I was like, it hit me. I'm like, <laughs> I've had too much. I need some water. Uh, at the three-hour mark, you're like, we need to take a bathroom break. Maybe we should stop recording. <laughs> I don't know Honestly, if we did or did. I, I can't remember. We were filtering in and out. It was yeah. a, it was it was a long yeah. but fun time. Well, uh, speaking of long episodes, let's get to uh, the main portion yes, of this yes. episode, I was so just, that this doesn't end up being three hours long. <laughs> so, if you haven't listened to Thought Cops before, every week we investigate the internet's outrage-inducing news stories and then sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and often quite unusual punishment so you know we're talking about content creation we're talking about writer's block we're talking about and we're on a podcast let's talk about this so conan o'brien you know i think uh uh, i I hate this term but i think he you know is something of a quote-unquote comedy hero 
uh, to both of us, uh, Grant. Oh, and definitely. I. Yeah. Uh, were you, uh, Brown? Were you ever a fan of Conan growing up? Or yeah, uh, yeah, I think Conan's great. He's he's one of the few comedians that's been consistent for a long time and continued to be funny and get funnier, which I think is hard because comedy ages bad. So if you don't evolve, yeah, then, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I it, love Conan. I think he's great. It's a tough game, and like I haven't watched him in a long time. I, I mean, right. I used to watch uh, Light Night with Conan O'Brien like pretty often. Yeah, it like was a great middle show. school, high yeah. school. You know, hugely informative. Dude, I I will say on record, everybody can quote me on this, but the day that the Tonight Show was taken from Conan, I believe truly that that was when Late Night died. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because like everything we're seeing now with uh, the Seth Meyers, like who gives a fuck? They tried to make it happen. It, it didn't. It just like when Conan had the Tonight Show taken away, that's when everything became bad. Because I feel like that era was needed to end so that it could just evolve as a late night format, and they should have just let it. You know, like there's a few there's a few late night shows now. Like the Amber Ruffin show was really good, and I feel like I haven't seen that. Uh, the way that either. she's doing it is kind of fucking with the format. Like there are a few late night iterations that are good but they're very different than that structure yeah, and i feel like that's the problem right. is the ones that are doing that structure it just feels old that traditional and like, style yeah and with twitter so much of it is hot takes of the day by the time they have their show <laughs> like all the takes are made right oh totally it's like the same thing with like you know we're talking about like you know classic simpsons like to think about modern simpsons it took them like two years to like Make a joke about the Sonic movie, like the ugly Sonic. Make a joke about Reddit. And it's like, Reddit was big <laughs> eight years ago. I think they're just a, a little behind the ball. But yeah. it's like, yeah, it takes a long time to produce this stuff. And even late night, they could just pump it out, you know, in like yeah. a day or so. And it's still too late. It just, that just, not, again, not how the world works anymore. So that being said, um, uh, Conan O'Brien announced the final episode of it because, you know, the late night show, Tonight Show got canceled on NBC. He moved to TBS. Uh, Conan announced that the final episode of Conan will air on June 24th on TBS. So this is it. This is the last one. Well, and yeah, read the, the bar stool <laughs> editorialization. So obviously, you know, it's got to be good if it's fucking uh, bar stool. That's where quotes. I get all my news. Yeah, that's your homepage. Yeah, for sure. So this is uh the headline is podcasts killed late night talk shows. Good. Conan O'Brien <laughs> announced his last episode with TBS will air June 24th. Podcasts killed late night TV. I love it. I love you know what can't happen? There can't be multiple types of media. They're always killing no, each like, other. That's right. always the narrative. Yeah. It's like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, of course, you know, video killed the radio star, and from there it's just like whatever we want to like, don't pit us against each other. Right, Late right. night was gonna die. It was, it was suicidal. It was on the edge, and podcasts we're killing ourselves in the podcasts. I don't mean that in the depression sense, like in the media sense. No, I mean like that's something I Both. wanted to touch on too a little yeah. bit earlier. Was like God, they're like it's so hard to recommend a podcast because there's too fucking many now. Right, and yeah. even even compared to we started this show like over four fucking years ago, yeah. it was like there was a lot mm -hmm. then, but like so much less than now. But that being said, you know, now they're scapegoating us. We did, like I said, we love hey. the guy. We love Conan. I don't, I don't want to sit here and think I killed the guy. <laughs> oh, like I, like Conan, I would have worked for you. <laughs> like, right, I don't absolutely. think my packets ever reached you, but I, you know, I think any of us would have worked for him. And, and I, that was my dream the, job as a kid too. But like, again, yeah. it's just not really. I have, a, I have a friend that uh, interned for Conan and I don't think he ended up doing anything in the industry. 
Any, okay. well, I <laughs> mean, I used to, like I used but... to intern at the Onion, and so here we are. Yeah, here, you're doing something in the industry. You're yeah, creating, it, but I, I had to go look through back door, you know, make it yeah. happen. But, um, you know, that being said, it's like, yeah, like I, I knew somebody who, um, again, I used to work for at the Onion who got a job writing for Colbert when his new show started, and then obviously that show's not really been highly praised and he's sort of he doesn't work there anymore he doesn't really even seem to uh want to talk about that it happened but it was like he was so psyched to get the job right you know it was a big deal you know like oh he's moving to you know the major late night scene and again ron to your point we were already in the throes of death with this thing at that point you know they try to make it happen just was not you know the time or place in comedy, like the narrative is if you don't have the job you want, you should create a platform for yourself, right? So right. like if you're not working in late night or writing a sitcom or touring for your Netflix special, then you should make a podcast or a web series. But then when you do that, <laughs> the people who are rich blame you for their irrelevance. Right. Like what? And there's also, I mean, there's a level two and oh God, I can really sort of get into the weeds with this, but I think it also stems from the whole like, millennials killed this industry and it's like i'm almost homeless i don't have money for mayonnaise i'm sorry mayonnaise is a luxury i can't afford sorry for killing the mayonnaise uh instrument jesus christ oh my god (laughs) is mayonnaise an instrument we all know spongebob of course Uh, but i think that 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 level of Oh, millennials killed it. I think that that sort of plays into it. But yeah, also, uh, more to your point, um, it, it is true because we, we talked about this, I think even last episode, and we talk about this a lot is like the whole idea of a lot of these platforms existing out of the necessity of wanting to do something different. And you have YouTube where random people can just upload random videos and, I do think it does a lot of damage to certain like legacy media because it's like people don't want to just watch the same drivel over and over again. Like we want to watch Logan Paul be an asshole. We like do? that's what we want to watch. And so people watch it. And then what happens then is that all the legacy media goes like, Hey, YouTube's pretty cool. Let's just let's co- like Conan has a podcast. Yeah, I know like the, the, the chat's, chat's reminding us of that. Yeah. And I believe we talked about that at uh, I think it was our one of our live shows at the, the Stereos first live show. Yeah, the Stereos Coconos. We had yeah. the, I just remember we had that big uh, screen behind us yeah. with uh, the fucking Conan with Conan's face podcast yeah. on it. And I just was like, I'm, again, they're trying to pit us against each other. And it's like yeah. you look at all the top podcasts, and it's like The Office Ladies, and it's like, man, how come it's not like <sighs> God. Okay, the, the Office Ladies podcast, I have not listened, and I, I really like both actresses, but it made me so fucking sad when I found out it was going to get made. Because yeah. I, I really do think that probably one of the hardest things about like being a, a famous actor or actress is getting famous for something and never moving past it. And then your only way to make money or have a career is to just repeatedly like return to that. Like the fact that they have to capitalize off that show. I mean, obviously they're in a much better position than most of us when it comes to making money. So I'm not worried about them, but like creatively that's really depressing. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, it's, I mean, it's like a, a more, funny version of the TikTok quandary where you're like, do I have to make the same video now? 
except for them it's like talking about right. when they were on the office well it could be worse because you could be jim from the office doing cia propaganda <laughs> so there's that route too He's reminding we, us that the military is actually good and <laughs> we should all join i'm actually we need reading to up- go to war with venezuela i've been saying it for 200 episodes now we need to invade venezuela and overthrow their government because they do socialism sorry kevin go ahead I was kind of hoping the camera would like, zoom in on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't have that capability yet. Doing a gym scan. Uh, somebody, no, somebody asked if I'm blaming the actresses for not moving on. Um, I don't, I'm not blaming them. Uh, when, I think, when I say that I think it's sad, I think it's mostly the fans and the industry. Yeah, totally. And I'm reading up, up on this a little further. And apparently uh, his show's not necessarily ending. It's, he's getting a new show on HBO Max. Yeah, Conan's Conan actually has been one of the few people that I feel like has navigated the television industry surprisingly well, especially yeah. after what happened with getting the Tonight Show pulled from him. Like all of his remote segments are like one great. I think some of his best content is his remote segments. Two uh, are like widely available, like as just their own standalone things. Three, he's doing a podcast. He's he like shortened his late night format he's doing like a new show now like i think that he's a lot more savvy to the fact that you can't only just do the one thing and capitalize and monetize on only the one thing i think he understands that better than a lot of these people who are just like yeah i'm jimmy kimmel and what do i do is i do the jimmy kimmel show i'm jimmy kimmel i'm jimmy kimmel i actually do want to read an excerpt from the article here um it says uh let me see here David Letterman's, origi- uh, David Letterman's original show was groundbreaking for its era. His modern counterpart isn't on ABC, CBS, or NBC. It's Eric Andre on Adult Swim, openly mocking the entire genre. It's Joe Rogan, only talking to people he wants to talk to for three hours at a time on, a- on his own schedule in his own studio. In an era where authenticity is being used as a selling point, a seven-minute interview between perfect strangers in an attempt to sell something isn't cutting it anymore. Right, and that's that's all that those shows were. Yeah. I mean, you could like fuck around and do stuff like that, and I think Conan was good at that. But and then I again, mean, like yeah, yeah, somebody mentioned the, you know, the Joe the Rogan day. example, whatever. But yeah, you you get what they're going I, for, you know. At a certain point, I do get tired of like the shitting on Joe Rogan thing, and I know how that sounds because it I also think that he has a lot of bad takes and he is kind of dumb but like at this like like you said like oh he gets to have a three-hour conversation with anybody who wants like that's what everybody wants to do i mean i think there's like some level of jealousy to some extent it's like i do think he is kind of a dumb guy but it's like yeah that's part of the again it's authenticity it's the authenticity and his stupidity people like i think a lot of people relate to it i think people maybe watch it relate to it but it's like you know there's a lot of the the joe rogan discourse is entirely exhausting because it's like one month we love him oh he's the only person endorsing bernie sanders yada 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 the next you know not month but however you know another example was don't get your vaccine that's stupid oh you know then he goes back on that and again it's just it's like, almost like we shouldn't hold these people up to like you know be like deities we oh should just god take no. everything everybody says with a grain of salt it's like bron can you imagine if you found the success you were looking for and then maybe you know people, people took, like listen to what i said <laughs> i, would I hate mean that. <laughs> yeah I mean, exactly. no, no, like, some listen sense, to yeah. what i say but don't like actually like make your own decisions yeah yeah I mean, totally. it's occultism i mean joe rogan has I think he has more power over his fans than he wants. He wants the platform. He's fine with the money and the career, but like, 
there is such a, an identity connected to being a, not just somebody who listens to Joe Rogan, but a Joe Rogan fan. Like that's mm-hmm. a different category, it at is. least online in my experience. So, and again, it's like, I, I would say like, you know, you, you mentioned Conan is navigating the industry well enough. I mean, he's, yeah, he's got the podcast and it's kind of one of those things where it almost feels like gentrification where it's like, Hey that's, man, this is our shitty neighborhood. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's I said. How, Leave us alone. That's what I said during the live show. <laughs> that's totally how I feel when celebrities who have all these other platforms have a podcast. And I know like it's not surprising. I'm just like, oh man, this felt DIY for so long. And you were saying, you know, you both started your podcast four years ago, right? And that was about when Jordan and I started ours. So podcasting was already huge but like you said in the last three four years it's just blown up and in the all last these year especially oh yeah. yeah and all these celebrities have podcasts now and it's just hard to compete with that like in that level of uh oversaturation when I it just, kind I, of it felt like it felt diy for a while obviously there were huge podcasts there was always npr there were a few celebrity podcasts but it's just a different game now I, I do think it's ingrained to some extent in the human psyche, this this innate sense to uh, feed out for the or like weed out the bullshit and stuff. Or I, I think that these big, you know, projects and big podcasts and things like that from these celebrities, you don't really like they're popular, but I feel like there isn't a lot of like genuine love for them and yeah, discussion or, around them. Yeah, it's like or you see they have a lot of numbers. Them. Like it seems like the most people like people don't really latch onto that stuff in the same way. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They just, it's very surface level. And it, it, I Which, can't imagine that success would be really all, all too uh, fulfilling. Yeah. Imagine that just feels like a job. Like at the, at the very least we get to come here and we get to like bullshit around about these things that like are stupid. But like, imagine just being like, okay, we're going to record the episode of the office ladies. Uh, we're going to watch this episode. We're going to talk about the episode. Um, and then that's it. We're going to tweet it. Out. We'll do all the whatever. We'll do this. We'll do that. Whatever. But then like you don't get to engage with people. You don't really get to engage with topics like you don't get to think about things like that's like in. Uh, I don't know if that's what it is, but that's sort of what it feels like for some of these shows where it's mm-hmm. just like you got to have a show and it's just like, but why do you want to have a show? You know, right. Like, like normally you think the point of having a show is so that you can share your opinions you know, whether you're sharing like heavy hitting opinions or vulnerable opinions, or you're just like riffing, it's like, oh, this is a place where I get to talk to people I think are interesting. And so if you don't have control over that anymore, maybe you maybe you get to help pick guests, but it's very limited on what you can really talk about, how much you can actually say. I mean, so many of these, I mean, all of the money, all of the money runs together, right? So if any, especially the last year with the election and the pandemic, if anything gets remotely political, you can't talk about it on those shows in any real way because all the money is Republican, but it's also Democrat. It's all... It's, it's a mess. Doesn't, yeah. Like, there's a certain point where people are just rich and, you know, that's their thing. And then they, like, fund yeah. these shows and they're like, you can't say anything mean right, about right. my friend who wants poor people to die. So we have to edit this episode. Like, that would be... That that I like that I could get drunk on my podcast and rant or like tweet something stupid. I think that is a freedom of not having that 
platform. Yeah, and that's what you get when you like you ma- you build it and you make it yourself. You know, right? They right. will come, and also you can say whatever you want. Right. Yeah. And also, like that is where I do look at like the Joe Rogan podcast or like Mark Maron's podcast or like at like Bill Burr's show or any of those, and it's just like yeah, like. Mark Marin got really boring. Joe Rogan is a sometimes conspiracy nut that has right wing nut jobs on, and he just sort of lets them talk about like weird shit that is probably bad for public discourse. Bill Burke can sometimes be overly misogynistic, transphobic, a bad person, like et cetera, et cetera. But like you were saying, like they just go on and they just like talk about what they want to talk about, and it, that's not to say I don't think that there's like a ser- there's not a seriousness to having a platform where you can do a lot of good or a lot of bad and that people shouldn't take that like responsibility seriously. But I do also think that there is like that level of like artistic expression where everything's just like, like talking about other forms of media where it's just like, yeah, there's barriers to entry in TV. Like MTV only wants to play certain types of music. They won't play other types of music. Like there's always going to be that level of just like mainstreamness, but like, Again, the the interesting thing about podcasts and YouTube and all of these different platforms that allowed for the democratization of media was that you could see things that you couldn't see anywhere else. And when things, when the bigger corporations stick their fingers in it, it just ruins everything. Like, I fucking hate YouTube now. I yeah, used to love YouTube. And we, I fucking we spent, hate it. We spent enough time on this last yeah. week. Yeah. Let's let's just you know wrap this puppy up. This punishment. I, I do we do we punish Conan here or are we punishing? Let's punish Barstool Sports because I hate those. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're um, so like just like pure condensed things. I hate you know together. Like it's all stools, there. bars, sports. <laughs> yeah, I oh, I get furious whenever I see a stool. I go into a blind rage. The oh, they really bring it out of me. Yeah, absolutely. So I I say we um. Fucking no Bart. Uh, we are Bart Simpson, and uh, what's the the guy's name? Uh, the 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 president of Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. El Presidente, whatever the fuck that guy calls it. He's Homer Simpson, and we're Bart Simpson. He's in the tub. We got the stool. We hit him over the head with the stool. Talcott's doing what we do best: verbally describing <laughs> memes. Hell yeah! <laughs> but let's move on, though. Um. Bron, you host a podcast about romance uh, and the media there within. Um, I, I hate to tell you this, but uh, love is dead. Yeah, I've heard that. I, I mean, what is love? I think that's the first question. What are I, we I saying is dead? Like, that's a philosophical um, question, but because, how are you defining love? Well, I just want to say the greatest love story ever told. One of the greatest romances has come to an end. Uh, Melinda Gates and Bill Gates have uh, split up. Oh, this is on Twitter this week. They, he uh, he posted this. It says after a great deal of thought and a lot of our work on a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last twenty seven years, we have raised three incredible children. Questionable. Just kidding. I don't know who their kids are. And Bill, at least they probably have normal names. Yeah, probably like Matt. Yeah. <laughs> And built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy, productive lives. We continue to share a belief in that mission and will continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. I put this on Twitter and turned off the mentions. Damn. (laughs) 
So, oh uh, God, I mean, this is again, this is tabloid not, cops. Not not exactly the kind of content you would uh, expect to see there. But um, as somebody who has had both of the Pfizer shots, I just want to say I'm on Team Bill. Wasn't he trying to like gain control over like the patents for all of them? Yeah, and yeah. They, like said no to him, and then he the Microsoft got whole thing. Yes, yeah. and that's the people like there's people who were like, uh, "What did she find out?" I would love. To he know. was wasn't he trying to stop um, stop basically the process of giving India supplies. I might be wrong, but I felt like in my reading, I caught wind that he was one of the reasons we weren't spreading the vaccine resources as quickly because he wanted to have ownership. It could be. It could be. Again, I, I don't claim to be any sort of genius. Isn't by that any great standard. when rich people just control everything? Like, just like I, maybe some people will die, but I would like to be in charge of this. I like hate to go conspiracy wacko, but it's just like... E- yeah, it, that that fucking photo of like uh, Bill Gates's silhouette and it's like Bill Gates wants to black out the sun. And it's like, can he d- can one person do that for an entire planet of seven billion people? I don't know. Maybe we yeah, shouldn't wants, have he wants this. to black out the sun. He also wants to put a dome over Springfield. <laughs> a lot of good Simpsons rep- references this episode. You know, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy nut either, but uh, that man straight up drinking his own poo. <laughs> have you seen that, Brown? This guy's out there turning uh, fucking plain Jesus out here, turning poo into water and drinking it. What? No, I, I missed that dispatch. He, he, yeah, he has some sort of uh, machine that has turned fecal matter into a drinkable water. <laughs> there's that is, photo is of that... him drinking a glass. Would you, would you kiss like, a man who drank his own poo? That's why Absolutely she divorced not. him. Yeah. The guy's breath stinks. <laughs> She's like, you know what? This is the last straw. She's like, you know, the poor people that died, whatever. But yeah, I get it. You okay. drinking your own shit. She's like, that came with the territory. Okay, hun. But yeah. like, she's like, I knew you like getting shit on, but you wanted to drink it too. That's too much. It, far too, too far much. Up. And again, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's in all sorts of wacky stuff, you know. Uh, was he on the yeah. flight logs, Grant? Probably. I don't know. Uh, oh, but yeah, I, guess, I, I thought he was. He must have been. I'm not I mean, sure. Like, there's, there's pics with him and uh, Big Jeff out there. So, Big Jeff. Big yeah, so Jeff. again, um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be a romantic comedy movie made about this you guys can talk about. I, for one, would see it. I, I would love to see the, uh, it's just called Gates, you know. I um, think they're probably the, already The Gates of Over Our Heart. Yeah. I, they're, they're, I also... Go ahead. I'm just, sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm just waiting for Melinda Gates and Kim Kardashian to do some sort of collaboration this summer. This is going to be their hot, divorced, rich girl summer. And they're going to do some. I, I just I'm imagining them like releasing a music video about becoming president or some, something that will make me want to die. But I, I hope that it happens. Right. I hope there's a crossover. Hell yeah. There's, so, much, go there's from- so many rich, single, chaotic people out there right now. We got Kanye single. I mean, what if Kanye and Bill Gates got together? You say that, but <laughs> I am 99% sure that's going to happen. Like ah. in some fucking weird way, you can quote me on this. It's going to happen. Oh, okay. I won't, but <laughs> I'll if, keep it in my pocket. If I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. You know, no one, no one will remember. And I'll be all the wiser. Uh, so yeah, I would say, you know, fuck it. Punishment is, yeah, just make a, make a romantic comedy for this. I want, I want to see the whole story unfold on the silver screen. The, the, the story of Gates, you know? 
And also, uh, you know, it'll be just like that Nathan for you episode with the Bill Gates impersonator who's trying to find his, uh, was touching his lost love, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. And maybe Melinda will marry that guy. Ever think about that? Uh, um, I, I'm very curious about their next steps. If it'll be public, you know? Well, I, for one, will be waiting on bated breath. Uh, Grant, did you have another story you want to get to here? Do you want to on? Um, Got about time for like one more if you want. So we'll we'll wrap up with this story. Um, there was a quote unquote woke CIA video that went pretty viral for all the right reasons. Um, and it it got sort of hit pretty hard on all sides from everybody. For as you can imagine, all different reasons. Uh, but let's go ahead and watch this. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow damned up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English this is the CIA, while you said? also belting yeah, Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I earned my way in, and I earned my way up the ranks of this organization. I am educated, qualified, and competent. And sometimes I struggle. I struggle feeling like I could do more, be more to my two sons. Same. And I struggle leaving the office when I feel there's so much more to do. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. I am tired of feeling like I'm supposed to apologize for the space I occupy rather than intoxicate people with my effort, my brilliance. I am proud of me, full stop. My parents left everything they knew and loved to expose me to opportunities they never had. Because of them, I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I oh want God. you okay. to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth, so command your space. Some, You're worth it. Like, rede- like... I, I always want to be careful in criticizing this type of stuff, because I... I would hate to be like the Tucker Car- like so that's that's where the criticism starts is everybody's right. hitting this on all sides and you get the people that are like the CIA is a real organization what is a latino w- woman doing there and then there's people that are like hey this is propaganda like <laughs> so all around enjoyed yeah. by everybody right and like I would definitely rather fall on the the latter side than the former um 
Yeah, I always want to, like, tap dance around these sort of things because it's like, obviously, the message is like, yeah, someone worked hard and overcame all these obstacles that society has sort of deemed that certain people aren't capable or allowed to do certain things. That being said, it's like CIA propaganda, and we kind of have a history of going into a lot of other countries and overthrowing rulers of countries we don't like uh and that they're just trying to recruit people by using certain language and certain buzzwords to be like see like we're inclusive too and it's like you're the cia yeah like the only thing they're inclusive of is who they bomb or jail like it's (laughs) i'm fully i totally agree with you i i wouldn't want to make it seem like the of my criticisms are of it, the thing about the propaganda and the manipulation is it's sh- it's like her showing a picture of her parents and it's like, well, fuck, how am I supposed to respond to this? And that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. I want this woman to have a job in in her chosen field. Of course, I want her to succeed. And I believe she can. And like you said, there's all the like Republicans who are like, oh, they said cisgender. We should take this down. Or they're just like racist. Right. But it's like anyone who actually cares about equality knows that the CIA is the fucking CIA. <laughs> like right. they kill, they kill activists. Like, sorry, I hope this doesn't get your episode taken down. <laughs> uh, well. If anything gets it taken down, it's going to be the fact that we played that video and it gets flagged or something. I don't see it happening. I, d- I don't know anything about how, any well, like generic works. fucking song in the background like <laughs> yeah God, I, I hate that shit. owned by universal pictures <laughs> exactly jokes That's on like, you universal we're not monetized uh, that meme that was going around i mean it's gone around like eight million times it's just like we need more female jail guards it's that energy right uh more female like, drone pilots yes yeah we exactly can. exactly Oh, let's make it quick though, because I let's just wrap a punishment on this one. Um, what do we punish? The CIA? We're gonna get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> um, we can't no, say we can't use in Minecraft because they're onto that. Oh God, you're right. Um, let me think here. In Overwatch, I, th- I thought it was Roblox. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. One of those in in Lego Island. Okay. Um, That's outdated enough. They don't know what that is. So, yeah, I, I would say that, yeah, anyone can uh, girl boss the heck out of the CIA. That's freaking awesome. But uh, I, I think that they freaking should. sweet. <laughs> let me try to I think uh, the CIA should uh, start a podcast, obviously, because that's, you know, they're trying to get us on YouTube with this, uh, this touching uh, emotional appeal. And I think that what better way than to uh, they should do a podcast and have the host be that uh, Jim from The Office. Yeah. You know, really make it relatable, you know? I mean, that's... Yeah, see, the problem is I would absolutely listen to that just to see. And, like, that's how they get listeners, right? They get uh-huh. listeners just who were, like, morbidly curious and angry about it existing. Like, oh, what the, what the, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> exactly. Well, downloading now. I do also think, though, that, like, the more... I think the, prop, the problem with modern-day propaganda is that it's very hard to see. It it takes the form of like oh playing the national anthem at um at sports games, which is you know subsidized by you know the defense industry or like how much of Hollywood is subsidized by the defense industry because they make all these movies and they want to make sure that like the army is funding 
the Zero Dark Thirty movie, like that type of shit. It's very hard to see, but if the CIA came out with a podcast, people would be like, oh, this is garbage. Like, right away. Like, people yeah. would know it. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that would be such be. obvious propaganda. Yeah, like, it's right. like these, the CIA having an Instagram account, you know? Like, they're just, exactly. like, posting posting fun memes about protecting Americans uh, from whoever they decide is the enemy, which is oftentimes Americans. <laughs> Let's move on, move on though, to uh, Thought Cops Word of the Week. Uh, we'll get to Key to the City here in a second, but I just want to bring this up because this is related to the topic at hand. Uh, this week's Thought Cops Word of the Week is glowy. Uh, it's used to describe people they suspect of being federal agents or informants infiltrating their communication channels, trying to uh, catch them in plotting violence or prodding them to illegal, illegal acts. Uh, normally used for the CIA, but also used for intelligent uh, use for agencies like the ATA or excuse me, the ATF, the FBI, etc. Their inability to blend into the native population's habits, patterns, and speech makes them stick out like a sore thumb to the population. Hence, they glow in the dark, glowy. That reminds me of like during the uh, protests when people would see obvious like undercover cops who oh, had yeah. like the handcuff print in their back pocket and were wearing like a Blue Lives Matter like bracelet. And it's just like, dude, who the fuck do you think you're joking, tricking, ch- kidding, wh- whatever? I'm tired. Yeah, they didn't even like try to put on like a black hoodie. They didn't even try. It's that simple. Uh, but let's move on to something positive, something nice, uh, something swell and great. Uh, key to the city. Uh, so we're giving a key to uh, our great city of Neo Chicago for something cool or good we saw this week. My key to the city goes to the artist who did the artwork for the main show, Inkusan. Uh, if you are looking at our album art, uh, you'll see that is, uh, you know, the striking image we all see every episode uh, drawn by uh, uh, Inkusan. You can follow him on Twitter twitter.com slash inkusan uh the reason i bring him up again this week is because he has started a patreon uh you can follow him over at patreon.com slash inkusan it's i-n-k-u-u-s-a-n uh he's one of my favorite illustrators on twitter period he is good I-, I follow a lot of people a lot of cartoonists animators illustrators and when i dm'd him like early on in the show to commission him for the artwork i was like so psyched we got him because his style is so reminiscent of a very, very yeah, specific, yeah. like sort of a like mid to late nineties retro, like the kind of artwork you'd see when you're thumbing through the instruction manual of like a video game. You can't wait yeah, to get home exactly, and play. Yeah. Uh, and that really comes through in his artwork and kind of like the over the top aesthetic that we go for here on the show. But you know, he's, you know, obviously the artwork is, done a lot for us to get people's attention so i'd say go throw him a few bucks over at patreon.com slash inkusan i'm a patron you get a lot of cool like every day he's uploading different artwork the different processes and he's also taking requests so if you are uh one of the higher tiers of his patreon you can you know throw him a request to draw something and you'll probably get it so uh make your dreams a reality over at patreon.com slash inkusan don't let your memes be dreams Uh, Bron, anything good for us this week? Key to the city? Uh, yeah, I think everyone should check out my friend Zilla's uh, Twitch show. Uh, her name is Zilla Vodnas, Z-I-L-L-A-V-O-D-N-A-S. She streams on ZillaVision on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. East- Eastern time. I think you go on ZillaVision on Twitch or on Comedy Hub because it shows both channels. 
Um, she's just really funny and she has a lot of great guests and she does interviews and there's stand up and there's all sorts of weird shit. And it's fun. Like it's fun to even just chat and like meet other weirdos in the chat. But I think everyone should check her out. Cause I feel like she's very underrated. Awesome, and, yeah. Yeah. And she has good taste in people. So that's great. And again, we, we've mentioned this last episode a bit because uh, tw- uh, Twitch is a great, untapped ground i know a lot of people do use it but it feels like there's a lot more that can be done with it and people are you doing all sorts of really creative cool stuff on there and like you said i mean it's a great avenue like you know she's putting out stand-up comedy and showcasing people at a time where it's been difficult to do in person so um it's not it's not just for playing video games and minecraft exactly you can do all kinds of cool stuff over there so yeah check that out definitely we're looking it up right now so Awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's been so many creative Twitch shows in the pandemic. Like I've seen poetry, um, live music, stand up, sketch, everything. So I think, I think it's one of the formats that's going to become more popular for performance. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, my key to the city this week goes to, um, mass state lottery, uh, by low res wonder bread, ah, fan friend of, of the show, friend of the show, fan yeah. of the show, friend <laughs> of the show. Um, my my words are not happening right now. Um, should we play this trailer? He just dropped a trailer for it. Should we? It's pretty short. Yeah, let's do it. I, I watched it before I came here, but I it's pretty cool. I I'm so psyched. I mean, it looks legit good. There's the playground, and right off here in the Charles River, uh, a man's body was found partially submerged along the riverbank. There's a series of nasty coincidences. <laughs> Money's like, pretty good. It's right. part of something you're not supposed to understand. Obviously, this is where like the video component of the podcast is probably going to become more and more of a thing. But and I mean, the shots look fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah. And if we got a killer out there and he's not being caught, it's probably because someone doesn't want him to be caught. There's something about these boys that is communicating to him that they want to be murdered. Sure this is going to work? My brain tells me no. But my heart... My heart also says no. State Lottery is what it's called. Yeah. Coming next year. You can be honest with me. If, if you get your rocks off, if it makes you, you prick twitch to see a college student die in front of your very eyes, like a sick fuck, I'm not going to judge you for that. We all have our, our kinks. <laughs> Mine, I'm not going to go into that. So, I mean, that like, looks like incredible. That, yeah, seriously. So talk about like the ultimate yes man friend like so like it's like the most psycho end point of just being that enabling friend he's like oh yeah yeah yeah, you're fine you're fine <laughs> I, like, I just i oh, do yeah we, we've all like wanted to kill someone it's fine i i love that it ends on that too that was like what really right. won me over it's like it seems this kind of like gritty crime thriller right. that it's like oh it's got his like sense of humor in it too i'm like right. okay I'm in. So that that's yeah, really. Yeah. I know he talked about that last time he was on the show a bit, and it's like just seeing it like in action. I mean, I was. I think like, they have like a GoFundMe for it also. Yes, so if they anybody do. wants to pitch in for that, I think that they've got a considerable amount of it like funded. 
and I think that they have like 25 more days left of it. So but check I mean, that out. We're talking independent content creators and getting stuff out there and tapping in, into new grounds. Like this is it. I mean, like help out these people who are making like incredible art that isn't just funded through these big channels right. and corporations, you know? I mean, that looks better than most movie trailers that I sit in, that I like sit and watch at a theater. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like uh, I-, I kind of hope that we're going to be in an age where more independent film gets funding. Like, I-, I do think that's one way that the oversaturation of the Internet, at least people can, like, get the word out about their movies easier because there's so much good independent shit being made right now. Definitely. I mean, like, there there have been people who have come up in the way of that. I mean, like, the Safdie brothers are kind of um you know I, I think they might have started out somewhat similarly and now it's like you know they got to where they got by doing right. this kind of thing so and they're awesome so yeah the the director of uh tangerine sean baker he did that movie all on his oh, iphone yeah i remember that that was yeah. a good movie yeah i mean it's, it's always like inspiring yeah it's I'm, I'm happy to see it i'm always inspired by it you know let's make it happen um also speaking of um i don't know if listeners remember that whole Zola thread from a few years ago, but I'm really excited that movie is coming out. What was it called? Uh, Well, so there's this viral Twitter thread about this woman who had been a sex worker and she'd like been in Miami and she had all these stories and it was this whole big Twitter thread that went viral and then it ended up getting sold for a movie and the movie's coming out soon. So we're going to see a Twitter thread become a movie. Interesting. I think think it's coming out in July. Yeah. But I mean, the I can't even describe the thread to you. There's too many stories. There's like people like trying to kill each other, but then like run away, like get away. Like it's going to be an insane movie. I'm hoping we're on the, uh, on the cusp of a new era of independent, you know, created content like that. I thought you were going to say, I hope, I hope that one of my tweets is in the movie. Yeah. I hope <laughs> just that. Like, yeah. As you scroll through just That's me. on the feed. Yeah. You and Elon Musk. Yeah. Oh, Dogecoin to the moon. Shut the fuck like, up, I'm Elon just, like, Musk. Caught, this is a like, serious movie. I'm caught saying like some horribly cringe like Elon Musk <laughs> memes. Like, oh no. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to the uh, you know before we actually before we get to that final segment of the show, lest we forget, um, we're going to talk about our listener voicemails here. We're going to listen to them. But uh, Bron, I want you to plug everything you got, all your content, your podcast, your writings, whatever you want to throw out there to the world. Awesome. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter or TikTok at Braun.computer. Um, I'm Braun Womb on Instagram, I think. Uh, it, my name's Braunwin, so it's easy to find me. Um, and my podcast is Bad Romance Podcast. You can find us on iTunes everywhere and find us on Twitter and all of that jazz. I mm-hmm. also write for a web series called The Last Video Store on Earth. It's about a video store in Seattle that is a real video store that's maybe the last video store uh, in Seattle and the cool. people who work there. Yeah. So you can find that on YouTube and yeah, if you follow me on social media, then I'll promote anything else shows all that jazz. Awesome. Cool. So without further ado, let's listen to some wonderful voicemails from our wonderful listeners. Hit it. If you want to leave your own voicemail, uh, you it. can <laughs> call Three one two seven eight eight seventy three sixty one, and uh, we will play it on the show. Or if you uh, don't want to call a phone number, then you can also just record uh, an MP three file only, please, and send it to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail dot com. 
Hit it. This is the Discord News for this week, bringing you all the news worth reporting from the virtual streets of Neo-Chicago. Hashtag outrage was filled with nerds whining about their nerdy TV shows. In hashtag Firebros, Sleep Science posted a paragraph on why he subjected himself to the Snyder DC movies before reviewing the Snyder Cut in the most recent bonus episode. One commenter responded solely with the I don't care emoji. <laughs> this week, Kevin sent Yosef some stickers, which he promised almost two years ago. In a wildly out of character and bold move, 6088 attacks up made the executive decision to post the guinea pig getting shot with a nondescript weapon in what? hashtag outrage. At this rate, the wick is going to need to make a hashtag snuff channel. When asked for a specific workout routine in hashtag lifts, instead of just posting a link like a normal person, 6088 attack sub posted about 3,000 screenshots in reply. (laughs) In hashtag Neo Chicago this week, Kevin and the gang loosely approximated what the contents of a tray of indistinct loose beef might have been before landing on carne de pusicha. In hashtag Nico's makeup and girly shit corner, Yosef posted a picture of himself with his nails painted black, which accumulated 15 reactions. One of them was the coom emoji from Zwick. This week's discussions has been presented to you by Slime the Garbage Man and Garth Yosef. Great work, boys. Excellent. Um, Great work as always. You, me- you mentioned 688 uh, attack sub a couple times. I want to say he's been in the Discord uh, for a while and only just started listening to the show. And he started from episode one. Big mistake. I think he said he's like a dozen episodes in or so far. I'm but surprised he's still at it. I- I- it's interesting because I like to hear from people who are like listening to the older ones, which I mean, I'm obviously much more proud of the current ones. But right. Um, people who have gone back and listened to the original episodes are like yeah it's really freaky to hear like stuff like from the weekly memes and news from 2017 because even though it's aged you remember kind of where you were in that point of your life because it's so specific which i I think is interesting and i've almost been like able to jump in and offer my own insight where i'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think i think we talked about rick and morty at some point you know right i mean that is the the cool thing about having a weekly show that we've been doing for so long is that it is it is like a time capsule into everything that was happening you know yeah totally have you ever re-listened to one and like completely you forgot everything about it and then you re-listen and you have like this whole memory unlocked where you're like whoa holy shit it happens to me every morning when i listen back i don't remember yeah (laughs) like oh that did happen um no i i think uh for the most part I have a pretty solid memory of, to be honest, like most of them, like maybe to sort of refresh certain things, but no, I painfully remember all of it. Yeah, there's some stuff I think back on that I I would probably cringe at a little bit, but it's it's at the same time, you know, culture has been evolving and changing rapidly so it's part of the growth experience too of like doing something and getting better at it that like yeah but i you know i did actually i did go back and listen to episode one maybe like a year ago out of curiosity and i did not hate it i don't think it's bad it's just slow we (laughs) just slow talking Uh, listening to old episodes is always i i feel like i end up hating the i i end not hating i would never say hating but the things that i end up being surprised or embarrassed by are completely different than i expect and then the things the episodes that i think oh no this this might not have aged well i'm like oh no you know we did a pretty good job expectations play a huge part you know where uh, it's not not always as bad as you think right yeah definitely and it is it is funny to 
I mean, especially with something topical to hear yourself reacting to something three years ago that was like very the moment. And now you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But not I wouldn't think about it anymore. True. Right. Good evening, Thought Cops. It is I, Leo the Incredible. We know. Once again, <laughs> reaching out to you through this amazing voice. Needs mail. no introduction. Gentlemen, usually I would do something to boost spirits. Oh, he's Perhaps antagonize a little bit. Gonna However, scold us. I'm feeling less than incredible today. Oh. And what I feel is a slight melancholy. That's your last name. A slight touch of disappointment to boot. Gentlemen, there was a lot of things missing this week. <laughs> oh, no. A Sunday evening Twitch stream. Jesus Christ. A Wednesday evening Twitch adventure, which did not occur. As you know, I'm an avid fan of when you game and when you destroy levels and skip piranha plant fights. Even man. if I don't agree with it, I'm always there to support it. But this week, there was nothing. I broke there was no my content. phone. There was nothing for me to judge or cheer on. And I was left heartbroken. Grant? What? Why? I told you why. Why no stream, Grant? I broke my phone and I was why sad. Why no Paper Mario, Grant? No Mario RPG. I took too. a I nap all instead. Over, assuming just like the Piranha Boss uh, plant fight. I had simply missed it. Those I was to find that I had indeed not missed it. It was skipped. Gentlemen, my disappointment runs deep. That's fine. All across the board. I'm used to it. I, I just, I'm without words, gentlemen. I'm, I'm simply without them. I'm left stuttering with nowhere to go. You have a two-minute long Kevin, voice, man. Great work. You always do fantastic. <laughs> God damn it. Anytime. What? Be like Kevin. No. Do great work. And always stream. Because I'll be there to support you. Gentlemen, have a wonderful weekend and have a great evening. Thank you, Leo. Thank you, Leo. You'd be incredible. Uh, so I want to say, too, on Sunday, we were too busy recording the bonus episode Fire Bros, which we did stream in the Discord. So we weren't streaming on Twitch. We were, however, streaming uh, the three of us, uh, Grant, I, and our friend Josh, aka Sleep Science, hanging out in the room. And that was fun because it was a different setting than what we normally record. And we're right. just kind of sprawl sprawled out on the couch, holding microphones and just it was it was very chill and cool and people could hang out in that sort of vibe so yeah we were that's how the fire bros episodes are it's yeah. chill cool relax it's like yeah we, we weren't playing paper mario but we'll we'll get back at it it's good you know, nonetheless we'll, i think you're almost done with that aren't you grant oh he says uh in discord oh i forgot i was there for that oh yeah <laughs> how quickly <laughs> we forget so uh, but I, 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 nonetheless, I do appreciate the enthusiasm. I'm glad that people do want more from us because we have so much to give. So much. Speaking of so much to give, let's play this last voicemail. So, like, why are people saying shit like, oh, I feel so bad for the SNL cast members to have to work with Elon Musk. Like, they don't totally deserve it. They're a bunch of joke thieves who get to work with an even unfunnier, less funny joke thief it's shut up yoshi but yeah. oh, oh my yeah, God. yeah like literally i think the punish, punishment is is snl just has them all the time <laughs> <laughs> what, the what hell? just happened it's not like she was chasing around like a greased pig at the end there <laughs> i i really like i liked the arc of that there was a very m night Shyamalan moment i was like is this horror now yeah there's truly an art to these voicemails Truly. Take note, people. Um, 
But no, she brings up a great point. The joke stealer is on the show that steals jokes. Uh, SNL's been caught in the act of stealing, like, and it's like, yeah, there could be, you know, great minds think alike. Highly doubtful. But they, they've been, I think they, I don't, I don't want to name names, but there's been multiple people in shows I've listened to or heard from recently who have been like, that was weirdly specific to a conversation we had on the podcast like two weeks ago. Well, and I would like to bring up the fact again, one of the reasons why Michael Shea hated Jack Allison so much and went after him so furiously was because Jack Allison famously on Twitter pointed out that SNL has a clause in their contract when you sign it um, that says, like, anything you do after signing this contract, like, we own the intellectual property for yep. and can use this for ideas on the show. So, like, it could be very well that a lot of people on Twitter who have podcasts and shit like that that, like, you know, applied or auditioned for SNL could be getting their shit stolen directly from them, like legally. No, they're right just now, they're, not, currently. they're just listening to Comptown and stealing the fucking bits on there. Also true. <laughs> yeah, I uh, remember that. I mean, Michael Shea has come for so many comedians online too. Like he just loves to. I, mean, I I feel like if he knows that he's mentioned on this podcast, he'll come for all of us. Please do. I, That'd be amazing. I, yeah, I don't care. I got nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would fight Michael Shea online. Uh, whatever. Absolutely. Let's go. Yeah. What's wrong? I mean, he's, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, uh, I mean, I know multiple people that he's harassed online. Like it, he, he made it a thing for a few days and it's like, sir, aren't you rich? Like, you're rich enough to go be in a hot tub. Why are you on here being mean to people? It's sad. At least the rest of us, if we do that, or if we, you know, spiral, it's because like, this is the place we have, <laughs> you know, we have the internet, but he's like, he's a rich guy who's doing that. Anyway, I, I agree. I think Michael Shea and Elon Musk should have to be roommates. That's, they're they're yes. going to have to fit him on the bed with him and Colin Jost. They're going to do one of those like overnight SNL writing sessions where they just do nothing but like, God, can you imagine the writer's room where Elon is like, Ooh, can, can I come in there? Ooh, uh, <laughs> when do we put Dogecoin in? Yeah. And they're just like, Elon, that's not funny. No, they might think it's no, funny. No, it's, it's good. It's a... Uh... God. <sighs> well, I guess maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, yeah. Because it's going to be on it's SNL. Gonna, it's going to... Yeah. yeah, like tomorrow. I was going to say, there's going to... I mean, it's hard though, because I, lo- I do love a few of the people at snl right now so just imagine like what are their interpersonal relationships like like who secretly hates each other in the writing room like does is it a family kind of atmosphere is it like are are there factions i want i want the you know there's like that book that was written in the 70s or 80s oh fuck i can't remember the name anyways it was like behind the scenes snl stuff i want the yeah yeah a pandemic behind the scenes like 20 2015 through whenever i want i want the current shit it would be interesting because there has yeah. been a steep decline just like yeah fucking alec baldwin with his stupid trump impression it's hilarious it's so funny but what um, uh, I think, like in in my opinion, a lot of the best recent ones were only the digital ones. Obviously, that doesn't count with the pandemic, but like they didn't make it onto the show, but they made it onto the YouTube. Like the Wells for Boys, uh, 
sketch uh, Julio Torres wrote. I think everybody should check out that sketch. It's so good. It's just about have, like, sad said, little like, voice. A, a lot of like talented people. Like there's people who yeah. have been, like plucked out of the scene here in Chicago who are either writers or performers on the show now. And it's like John Mulaney. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, at one yeah, point, yeah, yeah. Finally, he got a job. You know, yeah, he could have yeah. used a little success. You know, yeah, yeah. seriously, nobody you knew your, who he you, was. you pay your dues. You know, Hannibal Burris. Oh, I forgot he was on SNL yeah. or wrote for SNL. I think yeah. he wrote. He definitely wrote for Thirty Rock. I think Odenkirk. Yeah, I mean, the, the list goes on and on. I mean, like oh, Second yeah. City, everything, whatever. You get the picture. Uh, Amy Poehler. Let's give it up for the true stars <laughs> of the show, the people who left listener voicemails. And if you want to go ahead and leave your own, give us a call. 312-788-7361. Or like Grant said, you can leave us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. And again, if you want to support the show, throw us a few bucks over at patreon.com slash thoughtcops. It goes a long way, helps out a ton, uh, makes the show continue to run as smoothly and well as it is and grow and grow and grow and continue to simply exist. So without your without your patronage, we wouldn't be where we are now. True. Uh, we got Again, this computer was paid for by yeah. the money we I mean, made the from computer, the show. The, this computer has been, I feel like, one of the biggest upgrades oh, that we yeah. could have fucking done. Like that old piece of shit could not do all of this right now Absolutely and it, took, it took some not. learning curve and it took a bunch of failures but i think we have a setup that works good and looks good and i mean i'd love to like we we gotta fuck with these videos a little bit more but like i'd love to just put these up on youtube like we're already putting every episode up on youtube like yeah we'll figure it out we'll we'll (laughs) have some system in place there we'll talk to management we'll see what they say we'll talk to the commissioner Mm -hmm. zwick zwick and see yeah see what we have but i mean this looks great and this is part of the show that i feel like i've always sort of wanted to get to this level so same same well, Bron, thank you for being here and being a part of history, as it were, and coming on the show. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love being part of history. I love talking about, you know, talking about shit, talking about good shit, talking about the CIA, talking about Elon. My, I mean, they my, love it. They love my it when boy. We talk about him. Yeah, my boy Elon. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. We'll have you back on again soon in the near future. But everybody, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Uh, Thank you for supporting the show. We'll see you next time. See you, Space Cop. Space Cop.